awesome men and women success. Hi, welcome to Awesome Men and Women Success, Episode 2. I'm Matt. I'm Mark. It's 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. It's a Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, or late Friday night. Um, Friday night never ends, Matt. Yeah, the party never ends here on Awesome Men and Women Success. Um, Hey, Mark, at 1 a.m., what do you usually wear? Um, Well, when I'm wearing anything, which is usually all the time. um, Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, um, a smoking jacket and the fine corduroy pants. And some loafers. Loafers? Yes. Huh. I don't want to well. tie so any shoes at night, Matt. Oh, yeah, true. My fingers, you know, too delicate for rope. Well, I'm wearing a tuxedo and wind pants. <laughs> Aren't you the party guy? Yeah, that way I can either run really fast or impress the ladies. Well, what about your shoes? Uh, I'm not wearing shoes. Oh. You can, that way you, I also don't have to tie any you tiny can, laces. You can be accepted anywhere. You could be accepted, uh, you know, in a ballroom. Uh, beach party. Beach party or with some hippies. Yeah, it's perfect. Hey, Mark, why is this podcast so late? Uh, this podcast is so late because um, we started another podcast. And oh, we yeah. we recorded that instead of this this week. <laughs> yeah, and then we didn't really have another chance. Yeah, that we both got very, really busy. Yeah, somehow. and then Mark went somehow. to a birthday party. Yeah, I went to Dave and Buster's and played Space Invaders. Yeah. That's the latest technology they have there. It's amazing. It, it's called a video game, and um, there's a, it's like a television screen, and you there's a couple of controllers, which are like some bu- a button and a stick that you move around, and when you move the stick left or right, your little guy moves left or right too. Um, and then you can press a button to shoot, uh, these little guys that are coming down at you. Um, it was pretty cool. I think, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but it's a fun toy. Oh, okay. So Mark, where are you reading this week? I think you're going to read your thing first. Oh, am I? Okay. Um, I will be reading. Just to change it up, you know? Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. I'm going to be reading about hair tips. Um, you know, just not, not, um. It's mostly a guide for stylists, like, um, you know, to train an awesome man or woman to be a stylist. Uh, it doesn't really tell you how to do the... Well, it tells you how to do them, but not in detail. For that, you'll want to consult, um, you know, your standard uh, you know, styling guide. This is more just to let you know the basic cuts that exist that you can do to uh, Oh, okay. To yeah. When when we sell the book, we're going to package it with one of those, like, mannequin heads so you can, like, style the hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not Just, all of these require hair, but you know. Oh. It, they all require a head. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read this one yet. No. So, uh. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read yours yet? I, well, I wrote it. Oh. That's a yeah. plus. You didn't just steal a copy from someone. <laughs> I did. I did not. Uh, this is not straight from Betty Crocker. Um. Although, do you have any just, just yours? For, I do, in fact, have a recipe, and this one actually is. Uh, something you can do at home um, oh yeah it's not just a pot of water oh yeah that was well yeah you could do that at home but you could do that at, well <laughs> your results may vary <laughs> well not everyone has a, a great chef to have on hand matt oh yeah true um so what will you be reading tonight um i'll be reading a 
guide to successful use of the internet. I hope you enjoy. Hair tips, so you can comb your hair that special way. A fact of life is that hair does not grow on trees. It grows on your head and various body parts. If left unchecked, the hair will grow to cover your eyes and feet and you'll be mistaken for a wild animal. If you then choose to walk around a forest, you'll be shot by a hunter or attacked by a bear. If you do not wish to be killed, you must then learn the art of the haircut. Popular belief is that the haircut is an ancient art started by the ancient Egyptians to protect themselves from ancient beasts. This is silly. The Egyptians were safe inside their modern pyramid-shaped spaceships from the bipedal bird monsters of the day. The truth is that the long hair was causing troubles during the mummification process. But their process was simple. A quick cut with a sharp blade. Ever since the Egyptian pyramids crashed back to Earth and their inhabitants reintegrated with the rest of humanity, the haircut rituals become commonplace. Because mummification process has come out of vogue, the variety of haircut styles has greatly increased. For instance, many haircuts leave strands remaining on a person's body. This paradigm shift in stylist theory led to an explosion in new hair do's. The following are popular hairstyles that have materialized throughout the ages, though most of them were deciphered from hieroglyphics carved on postmodern architecture. The awesome man or woman, while awesome, should be qualified and legally eligible to hold a blade or flame near another person's throat. The delicate touch. One of the first recorded hairstyles. This time-consuming style requires the stylist to pluck each hair individually until the patron is ready for mummification. The Midas Touch The patron's hair would be individually mixed with gold, be it by way of braiding gold into the hair, melting gold over the hair, or magic. Then, as the patron walks the streets, pickpocketers and armed robbers would remove pieces of the hair until a delightful hairstyle is revealed. The 80s Music Many hair salons or barber shops blast music from the 80s. While we all resist urges to don the big hair of that era, we all have our weak moments, and you may wish to apply liberal applications of hair curler. For this style, constantly apply hairspray in a steady stream while blasting David Bowie, Run DMC, and Pantera. The combined pressure waves will form the hair into appropriate style. No, this style should not be confused with the 1880s music. The 1880s music. This style involves replacing every strand of hair with either a plank of wood or a revolver, and topping off with a broad-rimmed hat. Then carved wood planks into a player piano that is powered by the wearer's movement. A full job should simulate the noise of an 1880s saloon with a never-ending gunfight. Warning! Do not install the guns upside down. Note, this haircut should not be confused with the 2080s music. The 2080s music. This style involves replacing every strand of hair for a robot. The robot will be programmed to make a conversation with other robotic-clad heads. These robots do not speak to human tongue, nor do they encode their words in ASCII or any other Unicode standard. It will sound like the soothing lullaby you have not heard since infancy, which is because they will be accessing your memories and fears. By the time we decipher their sing-song language... It will be too late. The electric outlet. A misnomer, as no electric outlets are involved. Instead, the stylus is armed with a cattle prod and a fire extinguisher. The result is a striking look that defies all forces, including gravity. Includes a built-in streak.
The Mirror. This is a special haircut that is often forcibly applied to people suspected of being vampires. The stylist is often replaced with a vampire hunter equipped with a stake and hair gel. The vampire is told that he or she will be getting a new do that will let them blend with the younger, more vibrant crowd. While applying the gel, the hunter will check the mirror. If he sees the suspect, then he will continue applying the gel until the cool do is done. But if the mirror confirms the vampire's presence, the hunter will compliment the vampire's strong follicle roots, then lift it up by the hair and stab it in the heart. Note, the mirror should not be confused with the burnt ant. The burnt ant. The stylist seats the patron outside on a sunny day or in a tanning salon. The hair is burnt away with a magnifying glass. The wise stylist should bring a fire extinguisher. The candle. This style involves dipping the hair into a vat of liquid wax. Because this might cause scalp burns, you can mix soft, cooler wax into the hair directly. Before adding the wax, grab a small tuft of hair at the top of the head and keep it from being encased in wax, as this can serve as the wick. It is recommended that you not light your own wick alight, as it not only will smell like you are going to die, but you probably will. The Vacuum This simple two-step style cut first has the stylus using the hose attachment of a vacuum to pull all loose hairs from the scalp. Then, the stylus should use a brush attachment to shape the hair into peaks reminiscent of a meringue. Warning, do not use the main vacuum attachment, as the moving parts will cause great pain and discomfort. The hair blower. This simple style involves blowing the hair around with a simple hair blower. The stylus should make snipping noises so the patron does not know that he is getting ripped off. Warning, do not use this on people with artificial hair unless you really don't like them. The baldy. This cut is given to people who are actually bald. Some people without hair cannot accept certain changes in lifestyle and will continue to show up at a barber or hairstylist wishing for the latest do. The sympathetic stylist, who is actually bald but wears a rug or other animal, will pretend to give a the 80s music, but will instead give a the hair blower and maybe a the vacuum. If the patron is being a jerk and won't leave, or criticizes the job done so far, a the burnt ant or a the electric outlet should be applied. Note, if you suspect a patron to be a vampire, you should not apply the mirror, as there is no hair to pull on. Test vampirism by other methods such as rubbing garlic on the bald head. The Sympathetic Baldy This cut is for those who feel guilty about having hair in the company of friends or family who are top hair challenged. This cut can be as simple as a full shave, but this is probably unnecessary, as many bald people still have at least a little hair. The Additional This style is used by skilled stylists to add hair to the patron's scalp. The novice will use a combination of glue and used hair. An expert will use dark magic to summon hair from depths unknown. Patient stylists will wait a few weeks. No, not all of these techniques will work on someone who does not have any hair at all. The Crop Circle While not always requested by farmers or UFO enthusiasts, these two groups are the most likely to request this unique cut. While talking about proper corn fertilizers or alien abductions, take a tiny plank and push down hair such to form unearthly symbols or geek-related references. To throw off experts, you should sprinkle some radioactive material on the push-down hair. When the style is completed, step away, visibly disturbed, and declare that you can no longer work on your patron's hair, 
go on to explain that aliens must have come in when you weren't looking unless some form of communication on the patron's head. The cosine. This simple cut involves styling the patron's hair in the shape of the classic cosine. Assuming the stylist is an awesome man or woman, no further explanation should be required. The Medusa. This hairstyle has the stylist replacing every strand of hair with a living snake. The snakes will be trained to slither randomly about the head until the patron stares angrily at someone, at which point the snakes will all menacingly cease activity and stare in the same direction. A slight misnomer, this style will not grant the patron the ability to turn all to stone with his or her gaze. Warning, the snake should be defanged. Constrictor should be avoided due to stranglings. The Violinist. This disgusting style is only requested by hardcore violinists. You will have to look elsewhere for the full style, but we will disclose that it involves cat guts. Note, the ASPCA lists this in the Guide of Forbidden Cuts. The Universal. The theorized endgame of hairstyling, scientists and hair philosophers believe that this will be the last hairstyle before humanity transcends this dimension or the apocalypse. It is not currently known what this hairstyle will be like, though some secret societies, who wish to bring about the apocalypse, have been known to run stylistic experiments. If you are reading this, then these groups have failed. The most popular failed the universal attempt involved braiding everyone's hair together, then applying the 80s music. However, David Bowie intervened by sabotaging his own song in a heroic act of self-sacrifice in the name of humanity. David Bowie proceeded to fly away, vowing to return if humanity needed him. It may be hard to know which hairstyle is right for you, and even harder to memorize all of them. If you have been lucky enough to once have your hair arranged the way you want, then you should bring a photo of yourself to the stylist as a guide. Of course, most people have never had their hair arranged well, so this strategy is not usually viable. You may notice that your local stylist will have a stack of magazines near the waiting area. This is not for you to kill time, but instead to help you get ideas of what you want. To make a stylist happy, you should rip out the photos of the hairstyle you desire. If you are banned from touching the magazines, you can always walk around a chop shop, a technical term for the floor of the styling area, and see what other people are getting. If a stylist chases you out of a chop shop with scissors or a steak, then you either interrupt in an attempted the universal, or they think you are a vampire. If you are a vampire, though, you should probably give yourself a haircut, since most styling and barber shops are full of mirrors. But even vampires might not feel comfortable putting their hands in the lives of a professional stylist, barber, mummification advisor, or vampire hunter. For this reason, many people bring the art of hairstyling into their own home. Some simple cuts for the novice self-styler include the hair blower, the baldy, the electric outlet, and the violinist. If you cause the apocalypse by way of the universal, no one will come to your birthday party. Of course, some people might not have all the proper resources to receive one of the mentioned hairstyles. There are a few cuts that can easily be self-administered, with very few required materials. The hat. If you have a hat, this simple style might work for you. With little to no preparation time, this cut can work for almost anyone. The two-step instructions are, take hat, put on head. The hippie. For those who want to look like they don't care about their hair, this style might be for you. Simply grow your hair out and never touch it. Showering is optional. The That Special Way. This cut requires a week of preparation. For this duration, you should refrain from showering so that your hair develops a slick shine. Now, use your brush to sculpt your hair around. Use your imagination. Your hair will be able to keep any shape you give it. If you don't have a brush, just use your fingers, though you will feel dirty forever. After reading about the That Special Way, you might have noticed yourself becoming hungry. 
This is not a coincidence. If it reminds you of anything, it might remind you of a demon's favorite meal, apart from the human, the hair of an angel. Of course, angel hair does not have to come straight from the hair of an angel. Angels are free to receive any of the previously mentioned hairstyles. If you know where to look, you can receive the remains. But once you have the angel's hair, you might not know what to do with it. It may surprise you to know that there are very few things you can do with an angel's hair. An ancient curse of protection was placed on the hair to combat the growing risk of demon attacks on angels. Now, there are only two ways to consume angel's hair, the wet and the dry methods. Wet method for angel hair consumption. Take the angel's hair and place it in boiling water for four minutes. Add butter and cheese. Some have tried a tomato or pesto sauce, but they have failed. Not to be confused with the that special way. Dry method for angel hair consumption. Take a strand of the angel's hair and stick it in your mouth, as if it were a piece of wheat, and then pretend that you are a cowboy. With the knowledge that you've gained here, you, an awesome man or woman, will be ready to face the world we live in today. A world full of hair with few legal mummifications. Success Online Many have heard that the former U.S. Vice President Al Gore invented the Internet. This story is of course apocryphal, yet like many stories, a delicious caramel core of truth is hidden beneath many layers of dry, crunchy nougat. The story of the invention of the first internet goes back to the year 1830 in the city of Philadelphia. Two men are widely regarded as the inventors of the first internet, Albert Thaddeus Gore and Grubleb C. Schnippet Esquire. Schnippet was not actually an attorney, but was in fact a fishmonger. The Esquire was a nickname earned from a bar fight in which he yelled out, Objection! after each fist landed upon his foe. Gore was a tailor by trade, creating extremely thick and heavy woolen pantaloons that gained short-lived popularity among the Philadelphia nouveau riche and became known as ghost whistlers for the hissing, rushing noise they made as they walked. The two met one March evening at a McGonagall's pub, when Gore overheard Schnippet complaining about the difficulty of maintaining consistent fish prices throughout the city. The conversation was recorded in Gore's journal. Take, for instance, these cod I was selling today. They should have gone for 40 cents each. But Trigdall's Fisheteria in Camden was selling them for 30 cents, so of course nobody would buy my cod. Now what do I have but a barrel of smelly old fish? Grublev opened the bucket, and indeed it did smell. Gore cried out, Sir, perhaps I have a solution to your problem. Perhaps we can create a system of strings that can be run from window to window across the city. When fish prices are being raised by one cent by one fine merchant, the string shall be tugged once, and when the price goes down by one cent, the string shall be tugged twice. Grublev was obviously quite excited at the idea, and immediately agreed to finance the whole operation. He even proposed the name. This system of strings shall be called an internet, since never before have the fish we caught in our nets been so interconnected in price. And so, the first internet was created by Al Gore. It is still used today, but has been somewhat improved. Now, a system of mechanical pullers is attached to each of the strings. These pullers are attached to the rest of the modern electronic internet, and automatically translate digital network activity to the mechanical activity to transmit the fish prices to merchants. There have, since then, been other internets. I will now attempt to translate the handy table of the internets into pure audio for our listeners' enjoyment. Internet One was created in 1830 in Philadelphia. 
The means of operation were strings, and this was used for fish price regulation. Internet 2 was created in 1870 and is still used today. The location of this internet was London. The means of operation were lasers, and it was used for crowd control. Internet 3 was created in 1883 in Beijing. The means of operation were beefy dudes with fists the size of boulders. This was also used for crowd control. Internet 4 was created in 1885 in Minsk. This had the means of operation of gentle violin music that skulks through the night like a cool breeze. This internet brought much innovation to the realm of internets in that it was used for collaborative crowd control. Internet 5 was created in 1920. The location was New York. The means of operation were newsies would cry out, Extra, extra, we got your packets. This was used for ticket scalping and speakeasy location. Internet 6 was created in 1932 in Philadelphia. The means of operation of this internet were reinforced strings, and it was used for crowd control. Internet 7 was created in 1948 in Sydney. The means of operation were raising and lowering of fish prices. This was used for string price regulation. Internet 8 was created in 1967 in Quebec. The means of operation was the French dialect that is spoken in Quebec, which is Quebecois and it's used for speaking secrets. Internet 9 was created in 1982 and is still used today. The location of this internet is the world. The means of operation is contrails. The white lines that streak out from behind jets. It's used for crowd control. Internet 10 was created in 1983 and is still used today. It's located all over the world, and its means of operation is electricity and computers. The primary use for Internet 10 is hacking and lolcats. Of course, most of these internets are not for use by the general public. The internet most commonly referred to as THE Internet is Internet 10. As a side note, it is suggested that all trips to London be avoided, as Internet 2 has been known to malfunction occasionally. The giant roof-mounted laser turrets can cause burns and pose a danger to tourists. The internet can be a troubling place to us meat crawlers, and yet it is a place we must sometimes venture as it contains all kinds of information, entertainment, and even so-called hyperlinks that can take you all over the world without leaving your seat. Do not get too excited. The internet can sometimes be a scary, dangerous place. Before we discuss the great promise the internet has to offer you, let us first go over some of the things you need to be aware of to enjoy the wonders of the internet without getting hurt. This handy internet security guide may be of help. Hyperlinks. These are malicious hyperlinks that can take you somewhere other than the place where they say they are going to go. For example, a cave in Antarctica, the middle of a desert, a prison, or deep space. Many internet neophytes have been tricked into clicking on these links and have never been heard from again. Do not worry. Hyperlinks are easy to overcome by the savvy internet user. All you have to do is this. Whenever you see a hyperlink, treat it as a potential threat. Before clicking, telephone the author of the webpage and confirm that it is the correct link. This simple step will keep you from being sunk by hyperlinks. Nigerian scams. 
When you are online, it is difficult without using extreme hacker methodologies to identify the location of other people. Many Nigerians have learned to utilize this fact in the famous Nigerian scam. What will happen? An email will be received that says something to the following effect. Dear friend, you do not know me. I would like to come and visit you and become your friend. Perhaps I could sleep on your couch next weekend, or something like that. Wouldn't that be cool? I'll bring some of my famous jollof rice. Yours in hope, Alfredo Stringatelli. Many internet users are rightfully thrilled at the opportunity at having a complete stranger come to their house and sleeping on their couch. What they don't know is this. A week will pass after the email is responded to. Then, a Nigerian will arrive and claim to be very tired from the long trip and ask to be shown the couch. After the first few days of sleeping on the couch, the Nigerian will have built up a giant fort of pillows and blankets. If the victim of the scam attempts to communicate with them, they will be rebuffed. There will be no famous jollof rice. The Nigerian will claim to have eaten it all on the long journey. This threat can be prevented by learning a recipe for jollof rice. The following is such a recipe. Ingredients Boneless, skinless chicken breast Some oil, an onion, salt, pepper Stewed tomatoes, two cups of rice, and water as needed Chop up the chicken and onions Put some oil in a frying pan Stir fry the chicken and onions in the oil for about 6 minutes Season with salt and pepper Add the stewed tomatoes and rice to the mixture Add water to the mixture to submerge the rice Lower the heat and simmer until the rice is cooked Intergangers. This is a clever trick done by hackers as a rite of initiation to join one of the famous hacker tribes. The victim will be contacted, perhaps by use of an instantaneous messaging system. The hacker will ask for a few personal details, a name, an occupation, favorite activities. The hacker takes careful notes of the information the victim provides. The hacker is careful not to let any personal details about his or herself be revealed. The conversation will end. A few days pass. The victim is messaged by the hacker again. This time, the victim, having grown more and more curious about the identity of this stranger, asks the hacker about their life. The hacker tells them the things that they learned from the victim in the previous communication. At this point, the victim becomes slightly worried. They know that the person they are talking to cannot be themselves, yet they feel slight unease. Is their identity so shallow that it can be copied by someone else so easily? The hacker cuts off communication and returns to the hacker tribe. The initiation ritual is wonderfully exciting. The hacker joins the tribe. The victim takes up yoga in an attempt to redefine his or her identity. Handy Guide to Internet Acronyms Part of the fun of the internet is learning the clever language used to communicate between net users. This system of abbreviations is used because of the severe likelihood of repetitive stress injuries caused by killboards, the multi-tiered, reconfigurable keywords used by advanced hackers. The following are some of the common acronyms used on the internet. LOL, meaning living our lives. This is used by people who are trying to express a sentiment such as, I plan to live my life with zest, to be sassy, and have a bit of attitude. Colon parenthesis. Literal meaning, colon parentheses. Meaning, I don't understand punctuation, and I don't really care. 
I-A-N-A-L-B. Literal meaning, I am Nigerian and love building forts. Meaning, I am Nigerian and love building forts. I-G-T-F. Literal meaning, I've got the fear. Meaning, I'm afraid that the Nigerian I invited into my apartment to stay on my couch has completed his fort. It is only a matter of time now until I will have to leave my apartment in shame. If you know of any friends who are looking for a roommate, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to buy a plane ticket and head to Nigeria to start the rest of my life. WTFP. Literal meaning, what's the fish price? Used ironically to indicate that the person being spoken to is a bit old-fashioned, like Internet One old-fashioned. Things to do while on the Internet. The lolcats phenomenon. As mentioned in the above handy table, LOL stands for Living Our Lives. This acronym is more than just a couple of words. LOL is about living your life with a bit of sass, a spirit of adventure, and a whole lot of love. Lolcats are pictures of cats with funny and flippant text written on them. Are they saying those things? Oh my gosh, how cute is the common reaction. These sassy cats will make you smile and shrug. Some of our favorite texts from Little Cat's images are as follows. I am so tired because the weekend has ended. Man, am I hungry. If I'm happy, it's Saturday. Anybody up for a nap? My idea of heaven? A nap and a meal. I'm going to sleep in your bed. There is nothing more life than the joy of friends. Oh, except for a delicious meal. Oh no, I fell asleep in my food. My plans for the weekend? Sleeping primarily. People always told me to do what I love. That's why I exclusively sleep and eat. Sometimes I get so excited, I do both at once. The only thing that keeps me going through the week? The thought of the weekend. And prayer. I think they're on to me. Ha <laughs> ha. They'll never catch me. I'm too good at hiding bodies. You won't ever take me alive. I've laced your food with cyanide. Enjoy your nap time. Enjoy your nap time forever. Hacking. Have a troubled soul. Have no couch to make into a fort. You can always try hacking. Just don't come to us when you end up in prison. Or worse, the morgue. The three keys to hacking are a powerful keyboard, a steely will, and a cold demeanor. Of course, an extreme snack and beverage do not hurt any. Hacking can be grueling work, and it is always worthwhile to carry around an extreme snack. Of course, you'll want to coordinate your snacks and drinks for the perfect storm of extremeness. For example, if you wanted to eat the snack Jazz Crunchers, which come in a plastic bag with the image of a swing band that looks remorseful on it, you'll want to combine that with Pit Acid which comes in a can with the image of a man with terrible burns. On the other hand, if you were eating power shards, which are ordinary looking chips, you'd want to combine those with hydrogen peroxide. This comes in a brown bottle with a child safety cap. If you're eating fruit jammers, smiling strawberry men in white safari hats, you'll want to combine that with extreme apple juice. This comes in a carton with an angry looking apple punching a bear in the face. If you're eating flavor powder, which is the packet of spice that comes with a with a bag of ramen noodles, 
you want to combine that with chicken stock. This comes in aluminum cans. If you're eating drugs, these come in syringes, pill bottles, and leaves. You want to combine that with ice-cold milk, cartons with images of kidnapped children on them. If you're eating ammonia, this comes in a plastic bottle, you'll want to combine that with bleach, another plastic bottle. If you're eating cumin, which comes in a spice jar, you'll want to combine that with salsa. This comes in a salsa jar. The good hackers know that the best kinds of salsa have lots of sombreros on it. At least one, anyway. If you're more hungry than just a snack, you can always try out this meal, which is preferred by hackers everywhere. It's called Hacker's Delight. The ingredients are one package of ziti, one large can of tomato sauce, one bag of grated mozzarella, or a comparable amount of cheese to grate. But come on, who wants to grate their own cheese anyway? Crushed red pepper flakes, oregano, and parmesan cheese. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Boil the ziti in a pot for 10 minutes. Strain your ziti and put it in the bottom of a casserole dish. Cover the ziti with tomato sauce. Add oregano and crushed red pepper flakes. Cover with mozzarella. Bake for 50 minutes. Add parmesan as desired on top. And serve. Notes. This dish is highly versatile and add-ins can be easily added to it. Simply cook them and layer them on the ziti. We suggest meatballs, zucchini, mushrooms, or eggplant. Do not add hydrogen peroxide, bleach, ammonia, or drugs, no matter how tempting this is for you. Uh, I hope you found uh, our chapters informative. Uh, what did you think of it, Matt? Um, I found both of the chapters very informative and also amusing. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, the listener can view in next week for the next, uh, next weekend probably for a the next installment of Awesome Men and Women Success. Yeah, I think um, we'll probably have an expose up in the middle of the week sometime. We're not really sure when, but yeah. before the weekend. Yeah, maybe like Wednesday. That'd yeah. be the good middle of the week. We should, yeah. That's that's what we did last week, right? It was on Wednesday? Mm, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday? Really? Okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know, one of those days. <laughs> it was during the week. It's definitely a day. It will be a work that. day. Expose is a work day. It's the working man's podcast. Working, yeah. So you can listen to it at work and get paid for it. It's no, it's no smoking jacket tuxedo podcast. That's no, like, no, that's for the weekend. Yes. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.